But here's something exciting. And I've never seen anything like it ever since. I'm at least going to do one. <laughs> Eat it all right now. That would be too risque. We got to do some research on this. Yeah, I could bore you for hours about that stuff. Don't ruin our stories. I just finished Inside Bill's Brain. Very interesting. It's too much gray area. So makes me perk up. People will still pay for it. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. All right, I've been told that The Real Brian Show is the Seinfeld of podcasts. You never know what you're going to get on this show. Why? Well, because we love a variety of topics and we are curious about a lot of fracking things. Let's just be honest. Hey, happy sci-fi November. So, yes, we do have a lot of things we're going to talk about. We are nerding out on a lot of things. And I've got a question or two that I think is going to be some very fun conversation. Let's rock it. Hello, Captain Influence. Hello. I'm the real Brian. Hello. Hello. I interrupt you again. How are you doing today? I am good. Yeah. I am Captain Influence, like you say. That is good. That is very good. We love you lots love, of things. Don't you love when our intros get awkward like that? Yeah, that's awkward. Like, um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> oh, does my Captain gosh. Influence always interrupt Brian. Can I tell you about a very awkward situation a long time ago? Oh, please. I love that stuff. Oh, it's so funny. So we were in college, and we were at a subway one night. Johnny Pistol Shot was there. He was with me and then a couple of other friends that nobody knows who they are. Get out. Yeah. Johnny was there. Johnny was there. I've known Johnny since college. Back in college. Anyway, so um, we're at subway. We're hanging out. We're chatting. And uh, this girl comes up and starts kind of flirting with uh, one of our friends and all that. And he's just kind of like, all right, whatever, you know. And she looked a little older, so we're just chatting and all that. And uh, then her mom comes in and says, hey, it's time to go. We're like, wait, how old are you? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like 16 or something. And we're like, hi, school. So there you go. That's the point. So when when you say like, hi, kind of awkwardly, and you find out that they're younger than you expect, and you go school. Or, Or here's another one. You see somebody from the back, and they've got beautiful hair, and they, you know, and you're like, hey. And they turn around, and you're like, nuss, heinous. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. That is awkward. Wow. That is I, awkward. I'm, I'm really nervous about interrupting you anymore, so I'm going to be, there might be some un, unusual pauses uh, <laughs> after you ask me a question, or no, I, okay. I, I might it's just, okay. yeah, so. It's okay. You're, you're fine, but uh, don't do that. <laughs> now, granted, when you're in college and, you know, what was I like? I think we were probably 19 at the time, and she was 16. It's not that much of a difference in age, so, you know, sometimes you just never really know, right? I think as you get older, it's pretty obvious, but sure. But here's something exciting. It's sci-fi November. But I want you to know that I'm not a complete brain case. Okay. (laughs) I understand completely that it's just a TV show. (laughs) Hold on. I know there's no brain. Stop. Stop for a second. Stop. No ship. It's all real. Oh my God. I knew it. I knew it. It's all real. Everything is real. (laughs) Sci-fi is real. Fantasy is real. It's all real real i was that kid if you guys were as as big a fans of something like star trek pick your favorite sci-fi or fantasy or whatever 
when you were younger. I was that person and I was wishing it was real. And when Galaxy Quest came out, I identified with Brendan and I was like, dude, that that would have been me going. It's real. I knew it. I knew it. But then, you know, not really. I'm not a, I'm not a space case. I know it's not real. Very random, spontaneous question here. What was your favorite sci-fi show intro when you were a kid? Intro? As in like yeah. the music and the, 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 the starting credits. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I was enamored with... Of course, the next generation, just because I loved the music. And then at the time, you know, when they show the, of course, you know, they got the Enterprise flying back and forth. And then it shows it coming in from the back, getting ready to go into warp speed at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Where it, where you, yeah, it comes up from the, the saucer section, comes in from the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Exactly. So at the time, they show people walking in the um, observation lounge, which is where they had their meetings. Oh yeah. And at the time that was so far ahead of, you know, like they didn't have the technology for that. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. You know, nowadays, of course, that's just, that's normal in, in CGI graphics and everything, you know, the technology's there, but back then it was so cool. So I was, I was enamored by that. And of course the music really, any of the star Trek's I liked the intros Sequest was a big one night rider, dude. Um, that was a cool <laughs> intro. Knight oh, yeah. Rider, yep. a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. I loved that. That was one. a good one. Yeah. So I mean, one. I had some of those, but they they kind of did away with intros, or they got really boring. And I don't know. What What about you? Good point. Uh, but mine, <laughs> hands down, hands down, mine was Buck Rogers. I don't even remember that one. You should see it sometime. It still stands up. It's like it's still one of my favorite show intros, even though the show itself is does not at all stand up anymore. But yeah. the intro it, it involved these like concentric circles that kept expanding in the screen, and e- within each circle was like a different scene, like a landscape mm. or an action scene or something. And it was just so unique, and I've never seen anything like it ever since. Interesting. Yeah, we used to combine. Check it out, YouTube. We would combine Battlestar. Galactica original and uh, mm-hmm. Buck Rogers would be like BD 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 frack Buck. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't say frack in the original, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they did. How about, how about this? No, no. In the original star, in the original Battlestar, they said frack. Yeah, it was somewhere the original because, original. Yeah. Well, we, where else did that. we get it? We were we were saying I thought they made it up for the new one. No, we were saying frack way before the new one came out. We were saying that back I in didn't. the 90s, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Well, what so, kind of a sci-fi nerd am I? Well, I had to have. I mean, unless I made it up, we were saying that's, it long before the new Battlestar Galactica came out. So I swear they were saying it back in the old one. Maybe they okay, weren't. We've, we've got to check this one out after the show because uh, oh, no. because it seems to me that that would be too risque to substitute another F word, a made up F word for an actual F word in a late 70s, early 80s primetime show i don't think they i just can't imagine they would have allowed it that's interesting according to wikipedia Uh which of course you know how true that is it was first used in the 1978 battlestar galactica series but it was it was spelled with a c r f or i'm sorry f r a c k where it's now f r a k it doesn't matter how it's spelled yeah the fact that they said it on tv is crazy to me yeah well you know they wanted to say something something new yeah well because I was like, I knew we knew it from somewhere. Because I'm like, I, I learned that word long before the new series. But interesting. Okay, <laughs> there you go. You see, you always learn there something go, new right, on the show. People are Useless like, you know, Einfeldian information. Yeah, you don't yeah. know. You don't learn anything on this show. I'm like, you just learned something powerful right there. <laughs> powerful. Oh, you don't even know. Hey, speaking of, um, 
this is something you may or, not, may or not know right now, and you probably should know, is because tomorrow, that's Saturday night, by the way, if you're listening to this episode Friday, November 1st, the day that it comes out, tomorrow night, Saturday night, daylight savings change. You fall back. Okay? Exciting. Make sure somebody's catching you, but fall back. Extra days, extra hour sleep, guys. Yep. That means game night. Woo! Yep. So uh, I might even good... stay up an extra hour on game night. Yep. Yeah. Have a good time or not. We'll Dude, see. get this. This is the <laughs> first year that I did not purchase Halloween candy for me to eat since like college. Wait a minute. But did you purchase Halloween candy? Oh yeah. Okay. That's right. Cause you guys don't have trick or treaters at your place, right? No, not at all. Oh, okay. So, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've always purchased it. It's, it was kind of a tradition because the first few years we purchased it expecting trick-or-treaters and of course nobody showed up and so I ate it. Ate then, it all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it became a tradition that like, okay, well, I'm just going to buy it for myself every year. And it was kind of this little fun thing. And this year I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to have a little bit of self-control and I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because just right before we started recording the show, my wife dumped a bunch of chocolates on my desk uh, nice. that she didn't want. And, um, so typically I'm the one who never gets candy for Halloween because we just don't deal with it. Now I have a bunch of candy. So eat it all right now. No, maybe no, not. No, 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 no. We'll wait. So they were giving out Halloween candy in October and I, I just picked up a Kit Kat and I was eating the Kit Kat and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I am blown away how sweet these things are because mm-hmm. I haven't been eating as much sugar. I've been trying to eat either no sugar or if we do something that's lightly sweetened with maple syrup. I'm just, man, I was like, this is too sweet. I almost don't like it anymore, which is kind of funny. They hurt your teeth. Yeah. It's a good thing though, that I don't like it anymore. Yeah. But then, okay. So this is funny. You know, I was talking about the pumpkin, the smashing pumpkins drink that I had from our local coffee shop last week. Yeah. The Billy Corgan drink. Yeah, exactly. So friend of ours, he and I met up and we, he got it and he was like, oh, this is such a good drink. And then of course Sarah wanted one. She's like, this is such a good drink. So then later I was like, I have not had my pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. So I figured I'm at least going to do one. And I did half sweet and even half sweet. I was like, this is just too sweet. Um, yeah, it tastes I mean, like a caramel latte for some. It doesn't even taste pumpkin. No, it just tastes like sugar. Yeah, it really. No, there's no pumpkin. I mean, you, you've got like a hint of nutmeg because I think they sprinkle a little bit on the top, but it mostly is just a. I wouldn't, I don't even know if it's artificially flavored, but I think it is artificially flavored sugary latte drink. But yeah, man, that other one from the local shop, it's like you taste the pumpkin, you taste each individual spice. It's just no comparison. No comparison. Come on, Starbucks, step up. Well, no, why should they? People will still pay for it. True. Yep. You know, that's the thing. People complain about businesses all the time. Like, oh my gosh, these guys are idiots. Why are they charging us this much money? the people that you should be ranting about are not the businesses. The businesses are smart, man. They're geniuses. They're just taking people's money left and right because the people that give them the money are the ones that drive it. Yeah. So if you really yeah. have a complaint, then you got to complain to those that actually are giving the masses, the masses. Yeah. Complain to the mob, which is about as useful as complaining to the sky. Exactly. So then you just yeah. got to say, well, make your own. Then. It is what it is. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so remember I mentioned that we didn't have any wind and then the next week we had, you know, hurricane force wind. And you remember, then, mentioned you remember, that? You remember that? that was remember? A, yeah, yeah. You remember the Death Star? So this week the snow came and the cold yeah. came. The coldest I've ever seen in Colorado since I've ever lived in Colorado in the month of October. 
But I was like, what is going on? Why is this happening? Found out the reason. Apparently mm-hmm. there was a big typhoon near Japan mm-hmm. and a couple it, weeks ago. Yeah. Really did like wreaked havoc on the jet stream. And so pretty much every single person in the path of that typhoon in the jet stream was getting just bizarre weather. And huh. then once it goes through, then, you know, we're back to normal October, November temperatures. Well, I guess we're in November now. So November temperatures and stuff like that. But that's why it was such a bizarre out of the blue kind of storm. Interesting. I, I really find that fascinating because I was a meteorology major for three years in college. Nice. And uh, so stuff like that really makes me perk up. So, yeah, that's I know me, too. Did you know that uh, related to that, that the only reason the jet stream does what it does over our continent in North America and behaves the way it does and we have the climate that we do is very much influenced by the Himalayas just existing really? where they do. You mean yeah. the Himalayas? The Himalayas. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, you my said God. it oh, my wrong. Wife didn't hear me. How could you? The Himalayas? Your, your wife's going to kill you. Yeah. If, yeah. The, if, the, if the Himalayas weren't where they are, and as and as high as they are, we would yeah. have a we would have a either slightly or very different climate in, in North America. So yeah. So really, every time we have bizarre weather, we should be studying what's going on over by the, the Himalayas. I don't know. Maybe I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my stamp on that one, but but possibly. Okay, we got to do some research on this. I'm research. curious. Yeah, I'm curious. Like if if minions research. Yes, if what's happening in the in the Himalayas. <laughs> is affecting our weather patterns every year. That would be very interesting. But, you know, I never think about that, though. If a typhoon is near Japan or gets close to Japan or whatever, in that part of the world, you never think like, uh-oh, guess what? It's coming. You just well, don't think about that. Right, because and because they have typhoons every year around the same time of year, just like we have hurricanes every year around the same time of year we do in the Caribbean and yeah. coming off the coast of Africa towards the Gulf of Mexico those storms develop, you know, they start out as a tropical depression, they develop into a tropical storm mm-hmm. and then they turn into a hurricane and then they dissipate. Yeah. So I think it's all driven by dust from the Sahara and the atmosphere. That's what the water droplets congeal around. It's, that's much more complicated than what I'm, what I'm saying. Cause it's been what 20 plus years since I studied that stuff, but isn't that cool though? It's neat stuff. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. For example, really quick, I did a term paper in college about the diurnal pressure variations on the planet Mars. Wow. I was the only person in the class who did a extraterrestrial climate paper. Hmm. Uh, and I did a whole bunch of research on all the data that, you know, I was in the library for nights and nights. Uh, all the data from the various Mars landers to, at, at that time. We, we didn't have the new ones yet, but all the measurements they took and everything. And, and mm-hmm. I learned so much about the Martian climate from that. Uh, but it's just so cool. Uh, oh, weather, yeah. Climate and weather is just a really fascinating subject to me. So, so really quickly, and I don't know if you can answer this, you know, in a short sentence or not, but based on your weather study on Mars, is it a good idea or a bad idea to try to inhabit Mars? Oh, well, weather notwithstanding, it's a bad idea to colonize Mars until we can deal with the radiation. Radiation is the biggest obstacle. Okay. to colonizing Mars. If you can figure out a way to severely mitigate the impact of solar radiation on the surface, then colonization becomes very viable. Even with the weather uh, patterns? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Mar- okay. Martian weather is not. I mean, it's mostly driven by the sublimation and, and evaporation of the polar ice caps, hmm. both dry ice and water ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could bore you for hours about that stuff, but Martian weather is nothing near as dynamic as, as Terran weather. So hmm. Okay. 
Fascinating. But more and more as I get older, I kind of side with a lot of the more practical or you know pragmatic thinkers out there who say, we really shouldn't be putting any efforts towards colonizing another planet until we can put our own house together here on Earth. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, why, why continue to totally trash this planet? And there's a lot of really, really smart people out there who are saying, folks, this is the only planet we know we can live on yeah. and thrive. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I'm kind of more, I'm leaning more and more towards that as I get older. So I think that's wise anyway, because, you know, if you apply that to any part of your life, if you can't quote, take care of your own house, then, you know, who do you think you are to be able to do anything else for anyone else? Oh yeah. Good you point, know, yeah. I think that's a really good point. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I have these conversations and this is something that as simple as this, I've had a lot of conversations recently where people are saying, because, you know, I'm always talking about, you know, what kind of new things can I offer with the show or with additional, you know, content and stuff like that? Because I'm always asking, you know, this is me. I'm a curious person. How can I do better? And I would say most people are saying that, you know, you know, who cares if you get paid or not, as long as you're doing what you love. And, you know, then, of course, the whole free medium of podcasting, I think, is a, a bit of a disadvantage for those of us who are spending the time and money and efforts on this. But then my response to them is that, well, if I can't pay my bills, then how can I do a show for you? You know what I mean? True. Because like I said, if I can't take care of my own house, then how can I do anything for anyone else? Why is that such a hard concept? <laughs> and, and why right. am I a villain for wanting to get paid? Because I do. I get villainified constantly by people saying, you know, you're, you're who vilifies you for that. Oh, my gosh. You would you would be surprised. A lot of people because this is the thing. Podcasting's free. I shouldn't have to pay for anything. And. The other thing is, is, well, you do this for fun and, you know, for joy. Why would you care about getting paid? Um, because I can't pay my bills otherwise. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Podcast, podcasting like uh, PBS or National Public Radio or it's all listener supported, basically. So, uh, yeah, sometimes. Or, sometimes or you're right. Or, or it could be corporate supported if it's, if it's sponsored by, you know, a corporation. Yeah, uh, whatever. So, but I think that's something to, you know, keep in mind in general is that, you know, if you're not able to take care of your quote own house, then, you know, nothing really is going to work well. And it's the same yeah. kind of thing with what you were saying with the earth is that why would we consider colonizing another planet if we haven't figured out a way to take care of our own? Cause then what are we going to do over there? We're going to trash that one too or whatever. So, and you know, it what? brings us back part of what we were talking about on Ad Astra yeah. with uh, yeah. all the bad things about human culture, war and conflict, and et cetera. Yeah. Propagating outward from Earth to all of our other colonies. Well, and you know, you got to look at it this way. There's good and bad. There's always going to be people that are doing the right thing. There's always going to be people that are choosing the right response and right attitude. And there's always going to be people that are not. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to get away from it. That's the problem. But we have to ask ourselves are we taking care of our quote own house? You know, if you want to talk about the earth, are we taking care of our planet in our own way? And then, you know, go from there. That's all you can do. You, you can do it yourself and then you can ideally be a good example to others, but you can't change other people's minds. That's a problem. And a lot of people are out there trying to change people's minds and nobody wants, nobody wants to be told what to do. That's just the way it is. And yet people do change their minds uh, on a regular basis, just not as a general rule. Do you find that people change their minds only if they believe that they have chosen to or because they were told to? <laughs> I think it depends on the person and the situation. Yeah, 100%. It's too, it's too gray. It's too much gray area. So, 
Yeah, well, that was more, I think, sort of rhetorical. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that I like to make my own decision based on inspiration, based on encouragement. However, sometimes we're forced to make decisions and that sucks. Yeah. But, you know, you got to do your best. Hey, speaking of something that I know is very controversial, so I'm not going to get into the controversial side nor the ethical side of this, mm-hmm. but... It has been brought to my attention a few times from various people about the whole idea of stem cell therapy for, you know, like trying to regenerate my nerve that is, you know, not really working in your back. Yep. Yeah. Or, you know, just other parts of our bodies, you know, that we might have some issues or whatever and you want to heal from something. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are various forms of stem cell therapy that are controversial and also uh, are raising ethical debates or maybe they're in fact, I've actually heard of some that, you know, if you're getting stem cells from another tissue that Mm -hmm. your body can reject them and, you know, you can start having some other problems that, you know, you definitely don't want. Mm. I thought I heard something about you're getting like DNA confusion or something, but I'm not a scientist, so I don't really understand how this all works yet. But then see, and I've never considered it because of that. However, recently there was some information said that what if you could reactivate your stem cells? Because as you age your stem cell, you know, you, you produce less and less stem cells. So as that's, you know, why we can't heal as quickly. That's why our bodies age. I mean, that's just like one of the main reasons like that. So there's been this issue of like, well, what if you could reactivate your own without bringing in foreign stem cells? And I thought, okay, well now you've, you've piqued my interest. So of course I have a friend who is part of a uh, multi-level marketing company and they have this patch. And again, I'm not a scientist. I don't know the whole science behind this and I need to learn more about it, but apparently we have this copper peptide in our body. That helps us to produce stem cells. As we age, that copper peptide decreases. This is what I'm being told. So this patch reintroduces that copper peptide into our body so that we get more of it again. And then naturally, our body will produce more of our own stem cells. That's the technology. That's what they're claiming. Hmm, Interesting. Now, if that's really true and we put this patch on our body we get more copper peptide and we produce new stem cells, then theoretically our body should start to heal faster and maybe even heal from old injuries that we could no longer heal from. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities, right? And if this is truly legit and actually like not harmful for us, this could be a major game changer for every person that uses this. Now describe the multi-marketing company, uh, like, are, are they a pharmaceutical company or are they, I mean, what, what does that mean specifically? Well, it's a company that utilizes the multi-level marketing, network marketing, whatever you want to call it, model to sell its products. And this is one of its products. Like it, it developed this p- copper peptide patch. Yeah. This is it on the market yet? Well, it's on the market through the company's multi-level market. So basically, you have to know a distributor to get the product. I mean, I think you can probably buy it from their website, probably. But, you know, the thing is, is that everybody's like, oh, they're pyramid schemes. Well, some of them are. There are some of those. Of course, honestly, if you look at it's funny, everybody's quick to judge pyramid scheme. But look at Amazon. That's a pyramid scheme. Who's getting all the money? The people at the top are getting all the money. Every most corporations are pyramid schemes because everybody at the top gets the money. But a pyramid, but a true multi-level marketing pyramid type scheme company has your very tippy top CEO or whatever. And then you have, 
manage sales managers and then you have salespeople and then they they gather up people to sell for them, et cetera. It, it really is a pyramid. Amazon's just a one source shop that does employ a ton of people to you know man their warehouses. And if they don't sell it direct, they take a cut of whatever company sells through their website. It's similar, but it's not exact, the same. It's almost exactly the same. I mean, the difference is, is that you know, if I go and join a multi-level marketing company, I become a distributor, which means I get a cut of whatever I sell. But that's pretty much the same. So thing. there are Amazon distributors who get a cut of. I don't know how Amazon is, but I'm just trying to think of any company out there that you know. Most companies, you have a CEO that makes most of the money, and then you have your, I don't know, whatever managers below that. I mean, if you look at it, it is a pyramid-like model. It's definitely. Yeah, I see. And the people at the bottom make the least. That's just the way it is, right? So, my point now, a true pyramid scheme is illegal. So, you're not even allowed to do that anymore. If a company is doing that and they're found out, they get shut down. And many of them will get arrested because it's illegal. They they shut down Amway and Mary Kay. No, they're not illegal. Yeah, but they're true pyramid schemes. No, they're not. A true pyramid scheme is illegal and are not allowed. So, Amway and and Mary Kay are not illegal. The thing is, though, and, and this is what. I've done, I've been in MLMs and I know about them that some people have the gift to lead others and help others to succeed and they all make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The thing is with that though, is that you, you come in at the right time and you come in with the right personality, with the right connections. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is they say anyone can do this, but that's just not true. That's like me right. saying that anyone can be a podcaster. Well, some people would suck. <laughs> You know, right. And people do say anyone can podcast. Well, that is true, but that is not good advice. Does that make sense? Yeah, because not everybody can podcast well. And exactly. I know that's really subjective, but still. It's the same thing with a multi-level marketing company. They say anyone can do this. The truth is, yes, anyone could. But the reality is, is that not everyone should because they're not all going to be good at it, which is why a lot of people never make money on those companies is because they're just yeah. not cut out for it. And that's OK. Right. So that's why it becomes predatory. Exactly. And I don't have a problem with those companies or their models because it is what it is. But the point is some of those companies can make really, really good products. And because of the way that they sell them, that's how they can keep the quality of product up there. Most companies have to cheapen the quality of their products in order to be able to make a profit. So the question here is, is the copper peptide patch a a snake oil product or yeah, exactly. Is it truly effective? And I don't know. And then my other biggest concern with this is that, you know, if you wear this patch and you get all that and your body starts to heal itself and you're producing all these great new, you know, stem cells, what happens when you stop? Uh-huh. You know, that's Are to you- me, that's like a major concern. Like, do you continue to produce stem cells and then it just sort of decreases over time? Or does your body sort of like self-destruct and like age massively and quickly? Which leads to the next logical question would you be dependent upon that company then for the rest of your life for the patch yeah like you literally couldn't survive or you got deathly sick or something because you went off it Mm -hmm. interesting and you know of course when you talk to people oh yeah you'll be fine i'm like but you guys haven't done studies (laughs) how many people i mean this hasn't been out very long so i would love to do a study on somebody who's taken it for 10 years and then went off it and then see what actually really happened (laughs) you know and then 20 years yeah So that's kind of where I get really cautious about anything like this. Nothing against the company. It's just, but here's the thing. What if it healed my nerve? I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd like to know that. So why don't you, Brian, you do a little homework. You go buy one of these, uh, buy a box of these patches. Well, 
use them for the, <laughs> I'm not going to be a guinea pig, but I'm thinking I will. I, I want to find, first of all, here's my question. Does anyone have any interest in this? Yes or no. And if you do, please contact me because I'd love to get in touch with you and maybe we could research this together. Does anyone have any knowledge about this? I would love to find someone like some crack researcher that has no skin in any game when it comes to this, except finding the truth where we could, or a scientist or whatever, we could go in and like actually analyze this and find out the truth behind this. Because like I said, if this is a legit safe, non-dangerous product, then this is a game changer. And if it, Brian, if it's a concern, well then we stay away from it. No big deal. Yeah. See here, the problem is Brian, I'm pretty sure that all the crack researchers are hanging out near the vocational, like the plumbing schools, et cetera, the plumbers schools. That's true. They're researching the plumbers, the the plumbers cracks. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Okay. How about uh, good researchers? Is that better? (laughs) I like crack (laughs) researchers. (laughs) If you know anything about this field, if you are interested in this field, contact me. Let's chat because I'd I'd be very curious to, to find out the truth behind this because well, it could be interesting. Very interesting. By the way, I just finished Inside Bill's Brain on Netflix. Remember I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah. I just seen one episode while I saw all three episodes. They're all fantastic. Awesome. Anybody out there who likes cerebral documentaries, you know, and, and inspirational documentaries, I strongly recommend it. It's a really good one. Sweet. Yeah. I have it on my list. I have so many things to watch right now though. So I'll probably watch oh, it sure. in January because, you know, I've got some, the whole sci-fi November stuff coming up and right. gearing up for Expanse season three. Did- did you watch uh, season four? No, no, I, I haven't watched season three oh. yet, so I'm going to watch that in November so I can prep for season four, which comes out in December. Did you watch Alien and Aliens last month? I never did. In October? Okay. I just got so busy and just never had the chance. I'm, I'm kind of bummed, <laughs> but I know and I got to rewatch Terminator one and two right now because <laughs> Terminator Dark Fate came out today, so I, I want to discuss it. You know what I'll probably do is we'll probably see it Tuesday and then we'll discuss it next Friday just from a quick non-spoilery. Was it worth it toward, you know, like quick, quick recap review. I know Miss Ice is coming on in two weeks from today. Okay. She wants to discuss it, you know, spoilery in detail. So and you'll probably have a chance to see it by then. So maybe we'll do yes. a full spoilery review in two weeks. But yes. then next week I can at least give a quick how was Dark Fate? Is it worth seeing or not? Next week, my wife was going to go with me to see Zombieland Double Tap. Nice. So I will do a quick non-spoilery review of, of that movie uh, next okay. week as well. So. Sounds good. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You know what I was thinking is like we should give just a quick uh, maybe look at it from one. Is it you know what were your initial reactions from the non-spoilery? I was thinking about this not initial reactions. Maybe some you know cool moments that don't spoiler that are worth it or not worth it. And then maybe like just a couple caution moments. So for people that are sensitive to certain things or if they're taking their kids or, you know, little things like that, that we could throw in mm-hmm. and then like, is it worth spending your time and money on in theater sort of yes or no kind of thing. And then um, call it done for the non spoilery reviews. But that way it gives people something to sift through since there's so much to see. And yeah. then we can dive deep into the spoilery reviews. If one, if you don't care and then two, you just want to discuss it because you know, Hey, it was, it was worth this Some movies just aren't worth discussing, you know, <laughs> like Gemini man was a fun movie. I loved it. It was worth seeing, but there's just nothing to discuss. But with like right. the Joker, it was like, oh my gosh, we have so much to discuss on this. And I yeah. have a feeling Terminator dark fate will have, I've already seen a few reviews of people who have seen it, you know, like the pre release people that get to go see those. Yeah. I've seen a few reviews so far and I'm, 
uh, I'm not. <laughs> uh, let's just say I'm 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 now going in with I'm I, I'm going in with like no expectations and and I'm just gonna listen. I like the Terminator movies. T1 yeah. and T2 were my absolute favorites. T3 was eh, um, yeah. but it was still all right. T4 was just I liked it because it was totally different. It was a prequel. T5 was like what? T6 here. <laughs> I, I I heard there's gonna be some problems, but I'm just gonna go in with an open mind and just see what happens. So you know we'll we'll yeah. want to discuss that. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so you and I are both on the same page there because, like I said, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, yeah, I don't know about this one. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, my favorite Um, topic is, you know, agendas, and that's pretty much what I'm seeing across the board is that they just went crazy with agendas in this movie. And I was just like, do we, why do we have to ruin entertainment? Why? Can't you just Hollywood, man? Start your own podcast if you want to talk about agendas. Don't ruin our stories. Oh, anyway. All right. Hey, by the way, I'm still enjoying flash season five. I, I know season six is currently airing. I just haven't finished five yet, mm-hmm. but I've really enjoyed it. It's been fun. Arrow season seven is still pretty good, but interestingly enough, for those of you who have seen it, there was this whole slab side storyline. You know what I'm talking about in the beginning of the season? Oh my gosh. That was so good. It was like, I don't know. There was something about it that was just like, this is amazing. Oliver was super strong and intense again. It was like season one, you know, Oliver It was really cool. And then, you know, once that was over, that whole storyline was over. It's like he became kind of a wuss again. And I, I don't know. It was like things seemed to go downhill a little bit with this with the story. Like it felt a little more directionless, like they're kind of jumping around and just lackluster. I don't know if I'm the only one. It's not I'm not saying season seven is bad. There are some good moments in it that I like. The whole um, flash forward thing is actually really cool. But I'm just kind of like, huh. Just um, I really liked the slab side <laughs> side of things, so it's just kind of weird to watch TV shows. I'm starting now to become a proponent for TV seasons that are 13 episodes instead of 22 or 23. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like people can tell their stories in 13 episodes. And then when they start doing the 22 to 23 or 24 or whatever episodes, like I feel like they just have there's too much. There's too much to tell. So or there there's. Let me rephrase that too many episodes to fill with content and not enough story to tell that they just have to fill things in. Right. Yeah. And, that makes uh, sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find that 13 ish episode seasons of TV are just better, more well done. And I, I mean, I like having more episodes because there's more to watch, <laughs> but then again, do I really, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I kind of know what you mean. Like certain TV series, old school, you know, older TV series like uh, Buffy, the vampire slayer, for example, mm-hmm or uh, Stargate SG-1 or Atlantis. Those worked with longer seasons because they just had so many... They had a running plot through each season, but they also had a lot of episodic episodes thrown in there. And there wasn't too much agendizing going on back then. It just wasn't a trend. Well, there Um, really wasn't filler episodes either. It was just kind of like every week was a new adventure, even though, like you said, there was a... There was somewhat of a theme in some of those shows. Not always. Right. But it was more of... um, Like, interestingly enough, when it was a... There's an overarching theme, but most like every episode is still an adventure. Those to me were some of the best TV show seasons versus yeah. like Stargate Atlantis. For example, the first two seasons, a lot of adventure. There was an overarching theme, but it, it wasn't like you had to drive the theme home every single week until like season four or five, I think of, of Stargate Atlantis. And then it was all about, we have to drive this theme hard and they lost it. 
and it, it died. Mm. The show died and then it got canceled. Like they just couldn't keep go because they lost the adventurous episodic adventure, whatever you want to call it. Interesting. It really nice. yeah, I, I thought seasons four and five of Atlantis were just fantastic and they were strong. I didn't, I didn't mm. see any weakness in them. So that's just me though. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you have fun watching it, that's what matters. Exactly. Well, and you know, speaking of expanse, that's very story driven all the way through and, but they have 13 episodes a season and it is just incredible all the way through. Although season three started to get a little, I mean, it follows the books so well and all the, even through season three, but the books where season three is going it is a little bit, it starts getting a little weird, which in the books is fine. But in the series, I think they did fine, but I felt that it got a little, especially the very last episode, it started getting a little bit awkward. Mostly the very last scene of season three hmm. was just a little weird. So you'll, you'll have to see. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, well, since it's Sci-Fi November, I'm also looking for some good sci-fi type games. And I mentioned, of course, going back and finishing up Mass Effect Andromeda, but that's a solo game. I'm looking at it from a different perspective here is games that are co-op and also have good story. And we're just, I mean, we're having a really tough time. And in fact, you know, not only am I talking with like you and Johnny Pistol Shot and some of those guys, it's like I'm also talking with a couple of other friends now that have that same desire. It's like I want games that are story driven and also ideally co-op so we can share it with friends. But apparently game companies just don't want to make those games anymore. If anybody knows of any, please let me know because I know there's a lot of solo games, but hey, I'm a, I'm a social gamer. Yep. That's what it is. Well, I think it's time to go. It's already, uh, man, I can't can believe I know it's, it's November 1st. It's Friday. It's time to get some gaming on, have a good time. But I want to say this, have a great weekend though. Thank you for listening as always. And again, I want to know if, if any of you have any interest in the stem cell therapy thing, please let me know. Or if you have any research or information behind or know of anyone that'd love to chat, connect and, and talk through this. You can go to realbrianshow.com slash 184 for this week's show notes for all the information so you can get in touch with us. But you know, an episode just would never, ever be complete without something powerful, emotional, let's just say impactful, something that's going to change your life right now. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. I hope life isn't just a big joke. Because I don't get it. Well, you know what the music means. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thank you, Captain Influence. Yep, 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 yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Frack, Captain Influence. Nice mashup. Nice mashup. Yeah, thank you. Well, have a great weekend. And hey, man, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining me. And that's it. I mean, I got nothing else to say. Real Brian Show signing off. See you. Goodbye. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.